0: inspired podcast
1: a simple warning we may drop an f-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work we know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle you've been warned
2: be engaged and inspired podcast and now your hosts kia and dj sam be engaged and inspired podcast this is dj sam
1: and this is Kia. We have a special guest in our studio today. It is Jeffrey Ecker, who is, I guess, part owner of Engage Connecticut and uh, owner of General Eclectic Rentals. Hi, nice Jeff. to
2: be here. How are you doing? Doing well. Okay. Th- thanks for just strolling by this <laughs> morning.
1: <laughs> That's what happens to all of our guests. So, obviously... I know Jeffrey very well. I think he has actually um, been one of my assistants at a wedding that I've worked with you, Sam, I think. Yes, 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 yes Many yes, times. Yes. But obviously, uh, you are an owner of Engage Connecticut and you do General Eclectic Rentals. Can you tell us a little bit about General Eclectic Rentals?
0: So the idea behind General Eclectic is that we're able to deliver rental items that aren't available from... More traditional rental companies. So, Such as? So the church pews would be the most popular one. We've done a lot of wine and whiskey barrels in the past as well. Um, we were just doing um, uh, church pews just the other day, uh, and uh, it can be uh, a big endeavor to get <laughs> a bride uh, items that are that size and irregularly shaped. So that's kind of our special. Right,
2: so you're talking about actual church pews, the big 16 feet long things that people sit on well ours
0: ours are about six some of them are up to eight uh but yeah they're long
2: and they're heavy
1: and they're they're heavy they're long and heavy
2: solid wood yes
1: they're made the way they were supposed to be made they lasted all those years and then they there's a trick to carrying them sort of
2: yeah because they were never designed to be mobilized and moved around the country no they were not (laughs) so
0: how do you do it uh, just human labor. There aren't really tricks other than that. I would say the the way I would think about it isn't how we do it so much as um, brides, or at least some of them, demand things that look old, that look high quality, that that have uh, that sort of vintage or antique look to them. And those items often don't come with hinges and aren't light.
1: You uh. <laughs> can't remove the feet?
2: Yeah, the feet don't come off.
1: Yeah. So
2: you will have a bride that would say, while well, I'm getting married in the middle of the woods, uh, I would like to have uh, pews uh, for my guests. That has literally happened several <laughs> times, yeah. I just made that up, you know. The the one, the one most recent one is
0: what many of them are just out in a field. So they are at a vineyard, and it was in an, an open grassy area, and they had a smallish wedding, and what, it ended up being eight, eight church pews get lined up as their guest seating.
1: That's got to be an
2: unusual site
0: to see church pews yeah in the it, looks, it looks incredibly it's interesting be, it's yeah. Be awesome.
1: yeah it's awesome and the thing that people don't sometimes think about is how much time you have to set those things up yep. thankfully we were at a venue that allowed us to pull the truck up pretty close but i know that there have been ex- times that we've been to a uh, venue and they you have to go through an entire building i'm sure jeffrey can mm-hmm. i think it was the marquee that you had to go through all of the lower system to bring up church pews through an elevator, so there's a lot of back and forth.
0: Yeah, the the transportation, particularly when it comes to those unique items, ends up being a big part of the cost. You just have to have people and devices that can move them from wherever they're going.
2: And time. And time, yeah. So you, this is not something that uh, you will do uh, after another wedding at some facility. This has got to be, you got to plan it hours in advance that you got to set up, and then the wedding's going to happen.
0: Yeah, often the... How much the setup or breakdown costs in terms of time and money has more to do with how flexible the venue and the event are. Ah, So if there's plenty of availability beforehand, you can come and casually set them up. And then if there's a hard stop date, you have to remove them very quickly, which can be expensive. Yes. Um, If both ends are flexible, it can be a lot easier. The downside is antiques like that can't get left out in the rain.
1: Ah, Yeah, of course. course. And it does take two people to move a church pew. It does. Well... (laughs) I've, I've
0: moved a few every once in a while on my own. But it's no not, way. Not recommended, yeah. No way.
1: And I know that I've seen you guys uh, move a wine or whiskey barrel by yourselves, but that's usually later in the season. The first wedding of the season, no one's lifting anything by themselves, but typically when you get halfway through a season, all of a sudden you see movers just like lifting up a whiskey barrel and so, putting it in place.
2: What's the reason for having a, a whiskey barrel? So... In the
0: same way that the church pews are often a sort of specific aesthetic aesthetic and stand-in for uh, normal folding seating, whiskey barrels are like cocktail tables, effectively. Um, and a Or lot arches brides, or aisles. Yeah, a lot of brides like replacing... Any, you know, table or uh, stand or uh, display that with, they didn't like. With the barrel. With the barrel. Gotcha.
1: Plus, you don't typically need a linen for that, so that does save no. a little bit of time. And it looks cool. It does look cool.
0: And that, that actually can factor into the um, being cost competitive, because you're not going to dress them. Yep. Um, uh, it also, as we've experienced on a number of occasions, matters if it rains, because the whiskey barrels are much less sensitive than something that's dressed. Yep. So you just... Wipe them
2: off and keep going. And if it's got a linen on it, it's not going to happen. So now, where do you get these whiskey barrels from? Oh uh, so yeah. <laughs> they're not just lying around outside a package store.
0: No. So we've we've acquired them a couple of times, but the if if I remember correctly, it was these are old jim beam barrels um and so they've lost it now but for years they smelled like like whiskey and they smelled great i mean if you (laughs) put them in (laughs) uh,
1: they're in a warm truck and you open that back up it's like
0: and not as much anymore they they were interesting i think some of them actually had gone through two uses they had been used for whiskey maturation and then uh had had beer brewed in them secondarily wow Um, so yeah they're they're neat i need
1: items and your collection of things um which happens to be stored at the engaged connecticut warehouse um typically you are a person who really likes finding the authentic thing you're not looking for the, the typical, replica yeah. the you know when you have a sewing machine table that somebody wants to rent it's actually a sewing machine table correct yeah <laughs>
0: the, so so two things on replicas one most replicas don't look enough like what they're replicating to be of value to a discerning customer. They look like replicas. And the second is that most things that are replicas are not made of durable materials such that they're good rental items. So Mm -hmm. if you have an inexpensive wedding and you buy something cheap, you use it for a little while. It breaks after that event and you throw it away. away. But if you want to rent it or you care about what it looks like, that often doesn't work.
1: One of the other things to remember is for people who say, oh, it's just cheaper to go buy it than rent it. It's not necessarily true.
0: Well, so that's that's the timing and moving thing again. So imagine you have a rental item that is renting for the same cost as buying it. Um, that seems like a horrible deal until you realize that you have to move it to the place and then move it away from the place. And again, it depends on the venue, but a lot of venues, most brides have it for the afternoon
1: mm-hmm. yes,
0: or one day or at most one weekend. Um, and so... At your point of either maximal drunkness or maximal <laughs> hungoverness, whatever the timing is, do you really want to go out and move antique furniture that's, on that Saturday? See,
2: that's that's the question that really gets to the heart of the matter is is that it looks great and yes, it could be cheap if you bought it, but renting it seems to be the ideal way because you just say I want that mm-hmm. and you bring it in and you take it out.
0: Yeah, if you so the only time I think that probably wouldn't be true is if you're really getting married at home on a family estate or something, and you can leave the stuff there. Yeah. But other than that, you're almost always paying a venue for a pretty short period of time, and yep. it, it makes and it clean all. Cleanup is tricky.
1: usually an it's hour tricky. to maybe two hours. Yeah.
0: And Kia can speak to this from the planner perspective, but people often think like, oh, my cousin's just going to handle it. And your cousin's yeah.
1: the one who's passed out. <laughs> yeah, but then
0: you're dependent on cousin Jimmy really doing what he said he was going to do. And showing up yeah. on the day. Yeah. Or, and we have this with employees all the time. People, humans, underestimate how much time and energy it takes to move, forget the pews, folding chairs, right? Mm-hmm. So a wedding planner that's an amateur will arrive at an event You know, having rented a hundred chairs and thinks she's just going to like put them out real fast. The reality is one human doesn't put out 100 chairs in 20 minutes. It you just doesn't done. happen.
1: You I do it in 25 minutes. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: how about dressed chairs? Right? Or dressed chairs, oh. yes. With the bows on the back. Yes, or...
1: no. Like we've already had a conversation in a prior podcast about how chair covers can go straight to hell. Yes. Hate them. Anyway, so we're going to be right back to talk about some crazy things that Jeffrey has seen at weddings because he has also been our assistant.
2: Let's do it be engaged and inspired we'll be right back
0: when your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music be fun organized and professional your choice has to be atmosphere productions djs live musicians custom lighting and photo booths as seen on the tlc tv series four weddings winner of the wedding wire couples choice award and dj times dj of the month experience the difference www.atmosphere-productions.com that's www. Dot
1: this is wedding celebrant and officiant Mary Coburn and I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. It's available free on iTunes or Google Podcast
2: and you should listen too. Marty Q here. Have you heard my new single, Try Love? It's available on iTunes. Download and listen today. Thank you for making Barabalt Jewelers your wedding jewelry destination. From your engagement to wedding day, we've got you covered with engagement rings, wedding bands, and wedding party gift ideas. We welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store. Barabalt Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut.
1: Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or at barabaltjewelers.com. Engage Connecticut offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford serving all of New England look for us on Facebook and Instagram under Engage CT and at www.engagect.com.
0: wake up and text text and eat Mm-mm. text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever
2: hi Oh hey.
0: text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time uh. text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time uh. text and whatever But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org.
2: A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. This is DJ Sam.
1: Welcome back. This is still Kia, and Jeffrey's still here with us. So we were talking a little bit about GE and deliveries, and obviously, um, since you work with us, you've been our assistant, you've been at weddings, you've done things besides just drop off huge furniture. You want to share any of the crazy things that we've made you do?
0: I always think it comes down to things taking more time than brides imagine. So an example of that might be uh, if you've have a fancy escort card plan particularly one that maybe you first discovered on pinterest that looked very good wonderful pinterest (laughs) Um, if you're dropping off a basket of escort cards uh, that are in no particular order and some complex way that they're going to get set up you have to remember that it may take more than the twenty minutes that we have to do that before your guests
1: arrive. Okay, the wedding that I know that you want to mention, I wasn't—I wasn't the planner. It might be somebody else in our group, but you had to do what with the escort cards? So my recollection
0: is that it was uh, forty to sixty very small clipboards, and each escort card got clipped onto the clipboard and then hung onto like kind of a, a, a string mesh bulletin board. Each individual thing was not that complicated, but they took a couple of minutes. So it, I think I spent 45 minutes putting little cards on little clipboards and hanging them. <laughs> um, and then if you've ever helped a wedding planner prep for something like that, or if you've been a bride thinking about it, the person that cares uh, or has the vision, so the planner or the bride, will walk in and say, Well, no, I wanted them spaced. Oh. However, right? Uh However, they imagine. No. And so, if you have a vision, you got to provide a picture. You have to have discussed it before. You know, there's a there's a lot of presumption that things will just magically appear. So this was just
2: dropped off in a box and.
1: No particular order. You They're just, always dropped off.
2: <laughs> yes, that's, all, that's the only reason.
1: I never doubt my ability to know the alphabet until I have to actually go through and like figure out whose last name comes first to put them in order.
0: The, the other way this can go wrong is you can think you're being very diligent and build it out beforehand, but have it be not, um, not very tightly put together, kind of loose. And then if you hand it to your wedding planner... Six hours before the reception, it has to then move between locations without getting destroyed. And that can be hard even yes. if everybody's trying to do the right thing. Like if, say, it's windy.
1: We were at a wedding once where I had to run in heels and catch the escort board that was about to flip well, over. True.
0: That was actually one of the most impressive things I was. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: the ceremony
0: was going on. Mm-hmm. There was escort cards up on a, a thin easel. A gust of wind blew kia saw it and in heels silently took like a three or four step stride she kind of like sprinted and she caught it before it hit the ground and no one noticed and I think that's actually the most important during oh. the ceremony.
1: During the ceremony, one of the band members noticed because he was like what just happened.
0: Well, <laughs> so this that's I think that's the most important part which is that when somebody's doing their job well, you, you don't won't notice. know that they're doing a good job because yep. they're hiding all of the mishaps from you by being good at their job. Yep. So uh,
1: very uh, kind of you. You were paid well. well. But a vendor
0: <laughs> a vendor that looks like they're doing a lot is often showing off and drawing attention to themselves.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. I once had Jeffrey, um, we had a wedding that was culturally very different. Um, I believe Chinese and Italian. And yep. each culture was leaving a very special meant like favor at each spot. And I had asked Jeffrey to go through, I think, like 200 people and put the favor on the table. And you can tell what happened with it. <laughs>
0: So it is. It's a lot of people, and I'm walking around with basically you know, a basket with these items in it and placing them where i have been asked to place them. And uh, grandmother comes and starts following me around and adjusting them. <laughs> it's a little, little little Asian woman, so no. I'm letting her do it. It's her it's the prerogative, I guess, or sort of her prerogative. And then after not very long, the Italian grandmother found us as well. And so it was a, like an hour of me putting these items down while... Two different ethnic grandmothers adjusted their items behind me as I
2: went. <laughs> so they, it was there was a line of you and the two grandmas. You're you're fixing it, and they're refixing it, and they Italian
0: I wasn't fixing it. I was placing oh, it down <laughs> where, I I had, it. where I had been asked to place it, <laughs> and they felt like it needed to be what judged. I guess word, so. Yes. Right? Whatever the so I can't remember which it was, but at least one of them didn't speak English, so there was no there was no way out gracefully uh, for me. So I just. Put these tiny items down and watched small ethnic grandmothers adjust them over time.
1: But it also made them really happy. I think ultimately. I don't think so. <laughs> I was trying to say it made them happy, but okay. To but.
0: set the scene, one of these grandmothers had a one of those neck shawl foxes.
1: Oh, that's true. Oh. It was a real fox. So it was, this it was,
0: was real? These were real old
1: school grandmas. Yes. Oh, geez. So, yeah. so good thing you, you let them do what they wanted to do. <laughs> Um, I know that you've worked a wedding once where um, you had to do a slideshow, but the entire ceremony was in a different language.
0: Yeah, that was with Always and Forever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Heidi um, mentioned it in one we, of the podcasts. Yeah. We'll, so. <laughs> we'll edit
0: that out afterwards. <laughs> and she, it was absolutely not her issue, no. um, but the, this bride had asked us to advance a slideshow, which was a perfectly reasonable thing to ask, and she had failed to tell us the slideshow was in French. And so the... You,
2: you speak fluent French, I, of course. I, I
0: don't. <laughs> so it was, it was a Haitian uh, a Haitian wedding, and and the song was in French, and at first I think she did and then later, I just tried to follow the French lyrics well enough to know when the slideshow needed to be advanced.
2: And I think we got some of it right. I can honestly say that I hate sh- slideshows. Yeah, oh yeah, I, Fair I do. Because even when they ask us to do it, it always goes wrong. There's always something that goes wrong. You, the the cable is not long enough. The, the, the bulb blew in the. Or the screen
1: the, freezes. Or or the, the... Yeah,
2: there's something. Somebody forgot the connection between their computer mm-hmm. and the the projector. Yes.
1: And I carry a lot of things in my emergency kit, but I just carry. can't carry every yeah. single connection.
0: I would say in my other professional life as a professor, the act of presenting is more complex than most people give it credit yes. for. And yes. so they under-prepare for it because... In their mind, it's kind of easy, um, and so they don't practice, and they also don't have very good, let's call it, production value for <laughs> the things that they produce. Production value, I like that.
1: <laughs> that's definitely true. One of the things I know, uh, when Jeffrey has worked with me, sometimes we'll arrive at a, a venue, and the bride has left us the box, and it turns out it's something that's not unwrapped, and the price tag is still on it, and it is a lot of... Or it'll be like an easel that is the most complicated easel in the entire world to put together, and a lot of just saying, "Here, I just need you to to do this." I know once I had Jeffrey have to hang bistro lighting on a porch by the shoreline that had like this weird netting. I, at some point, I walked out on the porch and I was told to leave because Jeffrey was working and didn't want my advice of how to do it, which is okay.
2: You like doing bistro lighting? Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think I, I have. I don't think I feel strongly
0: about the different items. It's that I think people just really consistently underestimate the amount of preparation and manpower that it takes to get stuff True. set up. True.
1: And to break and, things down.
0: And to break them down. And But I think in particular what they're underestimating, it's not what they imagine is I paid two people to do something that two people can do. And that's, that's probably fair. What they're not thinking about is can two people do it the way I want it to look in the 40 minutes that they have to do it. Yeah. And if you need a lot done in 40 minutes, sometimes you need three or four people. And if you bargain with your venue and you get an hour and a half instead of 40 minutes or five hours, then you need fewer people to, to do things. It. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's really not that complicated. You always need more people if you do chair covers. I'm just going to put that out there. Just because, you, you know.
2: Like, you like chair covers?
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, well, I appreciate you, Jeffrey, stopping in, even though I think you were here.
2: Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. And you can take that pew with you.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so any last words of advice? Of course.
2: Eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before booking them. Our special free
1: report is available on
2: our website, allthews.atmosphere-productions.com. Learn to
1: shop like a pro from a pro. Thank you, Sam. Remember, you can download us for free off of iTunes and Google Play. If you have any questions or topics you want us to cover, send us an email to engagect at gmail.com and join us again next week. Please.
2: The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.